I was in survival mode in like my early 20s. And then I would say I went to success mode. And then I'm now in a place of significance mode to where it needs to leave an impact, needs to leave a legacy, and it needs to leave a lasting impression. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realize it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, Hello. Welcome. <laughs> oh man. Hey guys, welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast um, hosted by Crystal <laughs> Williams and Lindsay Simpson. All right, shit's over. When we were in Vancouver, we were walking into Lululemon, remember? Into like the, the, um, yeah. the bodyguard. Oh. And I was in a mood. <laughs> and I walked up, the bodyguard was like outside. He had his like Focalies on and his like, little officer costume and I was like greetings earthling and he did the he did the alien hand sign the alien like welcome to our planet hand sign and what did he say when we left when he left he was like oh he goes live long and prosper <laughs> and I was like I was like thank you I don't know if we're from the same planet though not being mean I was just being like kind of funny he's like oh I agree he's like my planet is and then was like going on about his planet so cool it's hilarious they're everywhere everywhere the guy that gave me a massage the other day said he's 6,000 years old He's like, all right, I didn't know if I was going to tell you this, but I'm 6,000 years old. Wow. And I don't even, there's literally like nothing, like I could never, like what kind of judgment? There, There's no room for a judgment there. If you're telling me you're 6,000 years old, how could someone you. ever judge? I love believing people. Same. I love like believing whatever they say because to them, it's the truth. Even if it's a lie, it's a truth. It, it could, it's 100% the truth. So I'm just like... I'm just like, okay, I mean, tell me yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Human garage could say so fucking much. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more on the podcast. You guys know we've been kind of going through it and it's been amazing. And we're going to have a bunch of uh, their... Gary said he listened. Aliens on. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Yeah, I had like the other day um, a woman do Reiki on me as we were doing body work, which was so emotional. And she whispers in my ear. She was like, just farted. I (laughs) (laughs) I probably did. But she was like, she said something personal. It was it was beautiful, but it was like personal. And I mean, I just started to weep. And I'm like out in the open. There's people like, you know, doing the walk, trying to like see their gait in their walk and whatever. And I'm just like weeping on the side. Anyway, it's it's beautiful, beautiful work. But what I realized too, going to the human garage is that like you have to be, you can't just work on the physical body. There's no way that the physical body can translate everything that you're doing or metabolize it without like a spiritual component. You know what I mean? Like that is the secret. And I've like a few of my friends are doing it now 
and they're not as quote unquote spiritual or like kind of believing in the woo woo. And they keep checking in with me like, Hey, like, do you feel anything? Like, is this working? You know, like, which is fine. I kind of love that they're at that point. And I know that by the end, they'll have changed a little bit and opened their eyes and heart. But I mean, that is the fucking secret. That is the secret. I feel like too, for us, we are healthy. Mm-hmm. So it's oftentimes hard. You know, a lot of our friends are healthy. We're, we're at a, you know, so it's harder to see certain results when you're already healthy. It's kind of like working from 90% and like going up. It's like fine tuning a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Truly. Um, but I completely agree. It's so much more than just your physical body. It's your yeah. mental body, your emotional body. This is just the shell. Yeah, that's just the... Don't be shell. <laughs> uh, this is just my soft, soft shell. Soft body season. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag. It feels good. I'm done with soul. Heck yeah. Done with soul. Um, How'd the last class feel? Yeah. It was a few weeks ago, but just to update you all. And um, it felt amazing. It was emotional. I like didn't feel a lot of... I was a little bit just going through the motions for the last few weeks, meaning... I didn't feel what was about to happen. I was just like there. And then like I got to the studio that morning and I just want to give a quick shout out. I don't even think he listens, but it doesn't matter. Um, I have a writer from Alaska who comes down every few months. And I know we have Alaskan listeners and you guys are awesome. And some of the happiest people I've ever met in my life and just so positive and um, energetic. And he comes every like three or four months and rides every one of my classes that week, week and a half and has the most energy. He's, I, I'll see him from down the sidewalk and he's doing warm ups and he sees me from afar and he goes, mighty one. Like he, he like throws his hands up in the air and like shakes his oh. fist. He's just so sweet. His name is Chris Clifford up in Alaska. Um, he has like four daughters. He's just like such a proud dad Love and a, a great dad. husband. Dad with daughters. Oh, and, so sweet. and he sent me, he overnighted this manila envelope that says Lindsay Simsick, the mighty one on it. And he had laminated this letter that he wrote to me. I mean, I haven't, I really haven't gotten a letter in so long. And it was just so beautifully written and heartfelt. And he also included this like a, a piece of art. It's like this pin, but made by like the indigenous people of Alaska. And it was just so beautiful and it has a meaning to it. And I just like thought about, I'm like, what, you know, I know this sounds weird, but sometimes you're so in it. And, you know, I have moments where I just treated it as my job, right? For sure. And I always felt like the love and, and I loved what I did, but you forget, like you forget that like that week that he was here and he would ride every day, like we were so connected. And I... I don't know if it's me taking it for granted, but I I wasn't able to fully feel it in the moment. And for him to like say that to me was just so beautiful. And it reminds me like, I want to tell more people this year, like when and why they have an impact on me because that just gave me so much like fuel, like in the form of love to like make this leap. Like I can't really make the leap without people being like, yes, go. Like we love you and we'll miss you, but like, go, like we see it for you, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was just really beautiful. And I love all the writers were just, you know. It's slowing down to create the space. Yeah. 
for others like that. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times, a lot of the women that are listening um, or a lot of the humans that are listening are, you know, bright lights that make an impact by being themselves. And that's really the goal is to be so much of yourself that you're making an impact no matter where you are. But, you know, there is something to slowing down and making sure that they recognize it maybe in a different way. Yes. By writing it down, by writing a letter, by writing a small note, by looking at them in the eye, mm-hmm. and grabbing their shoulder mm-hmm. and telling them. I got to do that on the last day where I was just like looking in people's eyes mm-hmm. and like, yeah, it was. Just kissing them. Kissing them on the lips. <laughs> kissing them. I, I did get asked out. You did? Finally. On the last day. It's so no, funny how people like, think I'm finally like- Finally, they did that. I'm like a teacher and like they can't date the teacher. And I'm like, I guess. They've been like, finally. <laughs> finally, she quits. It's so funny. I mean, whatever. That's amazing. I'm so yeah. proud of you. Thanks. Thank well, you, Soul you Cycle, for bringing it. us together. Yeah, I know I true. started Soul Cycle. It's been a long journey. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of money. Soul Cycle. <laughs> yeah, it brought us together. So we're so thankful for that. Brought us together, brought Chloe to us, mm-hmm. brought lots of great rides. Our first events were at Soul Cycle. It was yeah. amazing. It's awesome. We love um, you. Anywho. Oh, I forgot to ask you, how was um, North Carolina? Oh yeah, North Carolina. So um, I went to, guys, just to catch you up, I went to North Carolina, which is where Justin's parents live now. So he's from DC area and they moved to North Carolina to retire. So this year for Christmas, I'm not going to do the mental gymnastics that it takes to go home to my family. (laughs) And I said, no, this year I kind of made like a a boundary there um, Mm -hmm. and chose to not go to um, where I'm from in Ohio, which I have deep love for, but uh, wanted to just kind of give myself a little break. I go into quite a state when I'm home. You know, I feel like I'm not myself. I feel like it's just exactly like I said it. It's mental gymnastics. I'm wondering who I am, what I should say, why are they saying what they're saying? You know what I mean? It's like the the analytical side of me where I really just want to figure out myself and other people and, you know, whatever, who I am in every situation just really comes out. So I didn't go home this year. Uh, so North Carolina was awesome. It was so great. Um, Justin's mom is a Reiki master. And mm-hmm. so I got to learn a little... Reiki from her, and next year I'm going to get certified. So, so heal good. all y'all motherfuckers. So good. And then it was good. Like, it was nice. You know, it's interesting to do, try and be healthy, you know, in different places. We're very lucky in LA, and um, we have so much abundance of healthy food at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. But it's different, you know, in other cities, it can be a little bit more challenging if you're eating to a certain diet, you know, maybe that I'm eating to which is mostly plant-based, but I do have collagen. I'll have honey, beekeepers naturals, but I'll have collagen just because it's made such a difference for my hair, skin, and nails. And that's like no joke. And too, like I have like any cellulite, it changes the game. Like having collagen has just been such a game changer for my skin. Um, So I brought Kalumi bars. Oh yeah. Love. That's like a, it's a great... One, because they're so delicious. They're so new. They're like the nutrients, the superfoods in that bar are like a perfect combo that tastes so good. It's a good, I don't want to say gateway for people, but like it's great for people who aren't used to being healthy because like it tastes so good. It's not one of those they're things so, where you're like, uh, but yo, it's they're good for you. so 
good. Mm-hmm. I gave Justin some and he took them to work and they were obsessed. Oh. And I just love... So the ingredients are so clean. It's like you can syrup, uh, sweet potato, um, the marine collagen, which is a really, really high quality marine collagen. It absorbs the best. Yes, mm-hmm. it absorbs the best. Um, and they don't have anything toxic like sugar alcohols or anything like that. And um, it's just like a wholesome food bar that I always feel really, really good about. And we're really good friends with Chrissy and Jayla who started the brand. So it's a female founded brand. And the bars really just were amazing for me in North Carolina. So I could have one in the morning, you know, for a breakfast because mm-hmm. a lot of the breakfast there weren't really, didn't really have a lot of good fats or fiber, you know, what I'm looking for in the morning. And then um, when I wanted like a snack in the afternoon, I got to have the Kalumi bar. So it was perfect because it was just throwing the bar in my bag, having collagen, having the protein, having the antioxidants, and then having like a meal replacement slash snack with me was like so major. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys, KalumiBeauty.com, that's K-A-L-U-M-I Beauty.com. And you can get any of their bars. My favorite is the Cocoa Kiss. Oh, my favorite is the Sweetie Pie. Sweetie Pie is good. <laughs> and then they have a lemon pie. one. So yeah. Cocoa Kiss, Sweetie Pie, and then there's a Lemon Love. They're all bomb. But bomb. Cocoa Kiss is my favorite. Bomb. Oh, enjoy Kalumi Bars. Um, all right. Today on the podcast, Ariane Simone. I had so much fun <laughs> with her. So I met her uh, through Tiffany, through our lovely, lovely Tiffany Angel. Um, she took me to Arian's event, the Fearless Magazine event. And I was in a room with the most badass, beautiful, stylish, inspirational women um, that I've ever met. I met my dear friend, Crystal Streets. Crystal Streets has um, such a beautiful jewelry business. So go to her Instagram. Um, she designed something that is very special to me. Um, and I met a bunch of other awesome women that I'm now connected with. So I was so inspired by her and her story and everything that Ariane is doing, being fashionable, being sweet, being kind, being cool, but also running a business, writing books, and just being an expert in the space. So I'm really, really excited to share her story on the podcast today. Yeah. I mean, she's she's gone from basically living in her car to building this incredible business. So if you've ever felt like, you know, kind of at the base where like you don't know where to go next in order to build the life of your dreams, this is such a perfect episode for you to listen to. She'll be an expander for you. And she's so generous. Like her her sense of like giving back and how that is part of the energy of why she's been successful too is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from homeless to Hollywood, this lady is a rule breaker and she is a supporter of women. Her team is awesome. And we talked a lot about her new book that she has coming out, which mm-hmm. we are so, so excited about. And the book is Fearless, Faith and Hustle. It's a 21-day devotional journey. So good. I know. I love like guidebooks like this. So it kind of prompts you every single day during this 21-day journey to really connect with yourself. Um, and it's really for female entrepreneurs to increase your relationship with spirit, source, God, and really just provide you tools to excel in your business. So the book is Fearless Faith and Hustle, a 21-day devotional journey by Ariane Simone. And it's available on Amazon right now. And you can find the link in our show notes as well. 
Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing on iTunes. Um, It means so much to us. And join the secret Facebook group. If you're new to the podcast, this is a place where our community can talk about anything, really. We ask questions, opinions, and just have thoughtful, funny, uh, inspiring conversations. So it is a safe space to do that. And we'd love for you to join. All right. Ready? Enjoy. Tiffany invited me to to the dinner, to dinner, which was amazing. And now um, I'm really good friends with Crystal Streets. Oh, she is like yeah. my fucking homie. I love her. She did my um, <laughs> she did my ring that I don't have oh. yet, but yeah, she did it. Yeah, you got proposed. <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> but we have the ring. Gotcha. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, we have the ring. Yeah, we planned for it. We got it. But um, yeah, and so that was like such a beautiful. I literally was just like. How fashionable, how beautiful, how smart, <laughs> how like amazing every woman in that room was, was like insane. Like everyone was like, looked so good, was like so <laughs> sweet. And I loved how you did it. And I'm talking you guys about um, Arian's Fearless Mag dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had um, 40 women there. There was a little bit more than 40 women there, but she was honoring these women that she saw as fearless. And I loved how you had like questions weaved throughout. So there was like a continuous conversation and learnings at the event too. Oh yeah. We want it to be an engaging experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just like, oh, it's a stuffy dinner. You come, you just sit down, look at everybody. I'm like, no, we need to have interaction because when you have the engagement and the interaction, you set the atmosphere and the environment for real relationships to foster. Yeah, 100% agree. We even did that at, uh, we had a dinner recently in San Diego and we just like prompted everyone with like a few questions at the beginning. And it just like, it cuts everyone down. For, it just cuts through the level of like getting to the point where you're deep and you're having meaningful conversation. Mm-hmm. So like normally you're like, hi, how are you? Like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. But if you're having a conversation, you know, like you did where you're like, okay, what is like a struggle for you in business right now? And people are like, oh, X, Y, and Z is a struggle for me in business. Then everyone else is like, oh, that's a struggle for me too. Like, And then you kind of like work backwards. So you already know like what is going on in that person's life. And then you can work to like, okay, so well, what do you do though? And then you're like, okay. And then you kind of move on from that conversation. It's powerful. So it's not so surface, you know, it's not about building superficial relationships. It's about building meaningful, intimate connections. Mm. Did you always have that sense of connection with like friends and women in your life? I think I have a gift of connecting people. Yeah, I think you <laughs> no, do too. No, I do. And I just set those kind of atmospheres in order to do that. Mm. Um, I've always been a connector. I've always been one that builds community. I've always been one that um, could throw a party and it's a whole bunch of people that show up. So I've noticed that, that that's just a gift of mine. Mm. And in that, I like to just put, you know, great people in the room with other great people. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. And then did you, you? I was talking to Crystal, you went to Morocco with her? Did you, I did. And we that, met in Morocco. And um, which it, she said was like life-changing. Oh, it was amazing. The Amara retreat in Morocco was amazing. Yeah, we what had a was good that time. like? Um, we had different sessions each day. So I think we were there for seven or eight days. And the sessions sometimes were so heavy to where I was like, could they have lightened the schedule up? Yeah, <laughs> true. Because we had so much to do. Um, but... Being immersed in the culture there mm-hmm. was, I think, the biggest joy for me. 
was seeing the architecture, seeing the culture, meeting the people, the natives there, talking to them about the history of it. I think that's why I love traveling in general. Mm-hmm, 100%. I'm headed out of here out overseas. So, oh, where are you mm-hmm. going? We're headed to Bali and Singapore. There Ugh. you go. Yeah, it's a sister's trip. My middle sister, though she doesn't like to be called that, um, the second <laughs> but sister. But she is. Yeah. <laughs> facts are facts. Exactly. Thank you. So Ashley planned this amazing trip. She's like, we're taking a sister's trip. I was like, okay, where are we going? She's like, Bali and Singapore. I was just like, okay, I'm here for it. Damn, oh, if yeah. you planned it, I'm here for it. Exactly. Shit. She, did. she planned all of it. Literally. But I'm like, let me check that first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, such a control freak. I'm like, let me check those hotels first. <laughs> oh, she had to send all that to there me, you go. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'll just approve it. Like, let me just approve. Yeah, she had to send all that to me, though. Oh. Everything looks really nice. Oh, I'm pumped for you. Yes. That's so exciting. That's amazing. So for our listeners who don't know who you are, could you introduce yourself? And I'd love to kind of go back. I know you've had a lot of valleys and peaks kind of on your journey. Mm-hmm. And it's really, I know, going to be really um, expanding for our audience to know kind of what you've gone through and how far you've come and the success that you've been able to achieve despite all of that. Okay. I am Arian Simone. <laughs> I am an entrepreneur, an author, a business investor, a philanthropist, and just somebody who just overall enjoys life. I'm a great friend, great sister, great daughter. Mm. Um, I love fellowship. I love just connecting with people and just living in the moment. Mm. So that's me in a nutshell. My background and my life and my journey. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I would have wrote a different story. So I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, and I went to college in Florida at Florida A&M University. And after graduation, it was pretty much like I jetted off to L.A. with the job. Wow. And I owned a boutique when I was in college. I was always an entrepreneur, always just had a heart for business and even women in business. That's been my heart before it was a trend. Like, as a little girl, I was selling poinsettias. And by the time I was in high school, I was selling Mary Kay and having those Mary Kay parties wow. yes, as a high school student. Wow. So I've always just had a knack for that. And I did not know at that age, in my early 20s, that I just really needed to be patient. I thought I was failing when I had my store. It would be like, one day you have $50,000. Next day, it's like, what just happened? Mm. And I said, well, maybe I'm not good at this thing the way I thought I was. And it wasn't that I wasn't good at it. Um, hence that I even still sell clothes now. But it wasn't that I wasn't good at it. I just wasn't patient. So in my impatience, I got a job working product placement for Apple Bottoms. I knew them because they were a vendor in my store at the time. And so I jetted out to L.A. thinking I'm getting this stable job. And in the very first month, they let me know that the company was being sold and that I was being basically let go of. And I was just like, you can't be doing this to me. Mm -hmm. And I turned this company around. I'm like, you guys have something to sell because I've also made you made this thing popping in the last 30 days. Yeah, (laughs) Like, seriously, I had placed product on Jessica Simpson Tyra Banks, Oprah Winfrey. Like, who else would be able to get Oprah in some apple bottom shoes? Like, come on now. (laughs) How did you do that? I have honestly no clue, but I'm just persistent. (laughs) No, seriously, I'm very persistent. I've never seen Oprah in jeans. Exactly. So, and she gave out her My Favorite Things show. You get a pair, you get a pair, you get a pair. 
So I literally in 30 days, like got some serious steam going for this company. So that's why I was like, okay, if you've all just made a, a, a acquisition or a deal or something just took place, I'm pretty sure a lot of what I did last mm-hmm. minute probably helped your negotiations. Yes. So it was a blessing in disguise. But at that point, I was just like, are they for real? She was like, Arian, the president said, if it was based on performance, you'd be the first to stay. I said, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, but it's not. So I had to just pack up my stuff and leave the office that day. And I said, you know what? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. We have plenty of strong work ethic. I will figure it out. And over time, I was in my apartment in Park La Brea in Los Angeles. And I got a note on the door and it said, pay rent or quit. And by this time I had ran out of money. So I was like, oh gosh, I guess I got to quit. So my parents were in an unfortunate divorce case at the time. And I grew up middle class and I grew up privileged. And I was just like, is this really happening to me where I can't call home for money? What are you talking about? Mm. And they were basically just like, it's a mess (laughs) right now. Mm. We can't touch anything. And I was just like, well, fine. Don't worry about me. Do whatever you have going on. I'm going to figure my life out. Wow. So I moved from my apartment to my car and I would even sell my clothes just to eat and put gas in the car. And I ended up on welfare, food stamps, general relief. And a young lady by the name of Rochelle, she was working at Apple Bottoms too. And I was on the phone with her. She's like, Erin, what? You're out your car? Come stay with me. And she let me know I couldn't stay there long. And she said, not that I'm kicking you out. She said, but we don't know where we're going. She said, because of course they let me go too. And my cash is about to run out. (laughs) And we were young in the workforce because I was 23. I think she may have been 21 or 20. Like, so it wasn't like we've had careers to stack money. So I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. And we're in North Hollywood. And this was like before the whole no-ho movement. So this is like kind of run down. And the living room was no bigger then a very small area, just enough for me to lie down on. And it was two bedrooms and 800 square feet. Uh, so Exactly. <laughs> two bedrooms. I can't do that math. Yeah, Exactly. Honestly. It's not supposed to happen. So <laughs> one, one bedroom has a guy cutting hair. The other bedroom has her and her boyfriend. I'm like, well, hey, I have food stamps. I'm going to cook. This is my contribution to the house. And I'll just keep going. So I learned through the experience, though, just to dance in the rain. Mm-hmm. Like, despite, I wasn't down when I was at her house. I said, you know, despite my situation or circumstance, despite what life is throwing at me, I'm going to have fun. I was like, I'm going to have fun. And I got up one day and I said, we're going to the BET Awards. One of my girlfriends flew in town and she was just like, well, how are you getting into the awards? This was per show asking me that. I was like, oh, girl, I'm going to walk the red carpet like the celebrities. What do you mean? <laughs> And oh my God, just, you're like food stamps dinner. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I'm having fun. I'm going to dress the parts and mm. get the roles. So I put on a dress, did whatever little bit of makeup I probably did at that time. And we got down there and somebody by the red carpet was like, oh my gosh, hey, Arian. I was like, ah, so cute. <laughs> so I'm like all excited. Exactly. Right. I'm like, who is this? So I get down there and I realize I don't even know who's talking to me, but they clearly know who I am. So I started playing it off. And then I put context clues together. Oh, we went to college together. I just don't remember you. And I just kept going. And he said, oh, I just signed with Usher. Um, You guys can just walk in with us. Now, he didn't even know we were sneaking in. He's just thinking, oh, we're just walking in. He didn't know we were were sneaking in with him until my book came out in 2015. Ah. And then and he, he was, say something. Yeah, like, he was like, wait a minute. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, 
many years later, but he's like, you didn't know me. (laughs) Exactly. So either way, Usher grabs my hand and we go jetting off down the carpet. Usher? Yeah. And they're like, who's the girl in the white dress? Who's the girl in the white dress? And I just screamed, it's me. It's Ah. me. It's me. (laughs) And yes, this is exactly what happened. This is amazing. And this is real life. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Luckily, we didn't stop for photos or interviews because I think my whole cover would have been blown because he would have had time to digest. Wait a minute. I don't know who this girl is. Totally. They're like, what's going on and what is happening in this moment? And I need to probably tell him that story because I've never told him this story. Uh, sure. That is yeah, hilarious. like I happen to run into him more and more and more like in a same. And I'm just like, you know what? I probably need to tell him the story. Yes, go, you do. <laughs> yeah, we go to the same nail salon. I never even say anything. We say what's up and like small talk. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I should tell him the story one day. You totally should. So we get in there and I see two empty seats next to 50 Cent and G Unit. And I say, those are our seats right there. Because they were like, oh gosh, we don't have any more seats up here. They were in the front row. And I was like, oh, don't worry about us. Those are our seats. <laughs> so we sit down there and we you. sat there the whole entire show. So I'm like so excited, like, yes, this worked. I don't know whose seats they really were, but whoever the seat fillers that probably would have gotten those seats, they would have ended up there the whole show too. So I'm glad it was just us. So the night continues and I'm just, that whole weekend I'm dancing in the rain. Did you talk to 50 Cent or Giuna? Oh, I just said, hey. Oh my God. Oh, I acted like I was supposed to be there. (laughs) You're like, hey guys, what are you here for? (laughs) Yeah, I totally acted the entire time like I'm supposed to be in the building and these are my seats. Oh, wow. And though I don't encourage people to sneak into places and I don't encourage people to break any type of laws, I do encourage people to act as if it is already done. Yeah. In my mind, I was convinced. I was so convinced that I was getting in. I was so mm. convinced I was walking this red carpet. I was so convinced I was going to have seats. And all of that manifested. Now, the only thing I didn't see when I was visualizing, I didn't see Usher. But... <laughs> I visualize, and I tell people all the time, what you visualize, you materialize. So I'm very conscious of the visuals I just let in my space because I vibrate at such a high frequency. My manifestation process doesn't take long at all. It starts moving like at lightning speed. Wow. So I'm like really conscious of it. Like the other day I was in the store and I was like, oh my gosh, is that Camila Vargas? I watched the show called Queen of the South. It's a cartel show. And I was just like, I think that's her. So I asked the lady in the store, mind you, we're in Atlanta. And I said, actress. And she's just like, yes. I was like, oh, excuse me. I was like, I am a huge fan of your show. I said, I don't get excited about celebrities, but I'm happy to meet you. And I said, oh gosh, Arian, this is happening again. I watched something and then I just start manifesting the people. (laughs) So I was like, watch out. Yeah. So I'm just very conscious of that. And from having an experience of just working in the entertainment industry, I'm like, okay, here they come. I know I just saw them on something. Wow. So time goes on. And yeah, that happened one time. It was. Did, I did you k- kiss Asha or what? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Did you no. kiss She's on like, the lips? No. We just ran down that carpet, got you know. in, and I never saw him again that no. night. Okay. Yes. Just ran and kept going. But to give you a little tea, since you just want some tea. Yeah, I want some tea. <laughs> Hell yes, I want tea. Because I've never shared this when I'm talking about <laughs> manifestation. Um, there was a guy who is an artist that I would say like in my college years that I had a crush on. His name is not going to be mentioned though. 
Uh, <laughs> and my sister calls to. me one day. This is the middle <laughs> sister. And she's like, oh, God, I see this guy, Arian. And he's like, so you're a type. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm watching his video right now on TV. And literally a few weeks later, I'm in my, oh, I'm headed to my store from Vegas from a buying trip. And I hear him on the radio. And I'm like, what is he doing in Tallahassee? Next thing you know, he's at my store. And I was like, oh, Lord, here I go visualizing. Literally. Really quickly. Yeah. Did you date him? Yeah. That's why the name's not being (laughs) What's your exact type? Like, what's your type? When Uh, she's like, oh, he's your type. Like, what's mm -hmm. your type? We're just going to say tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something, something. <laughs> Damn. Oh, but wow. yeah, so back to the story. Oh, yes. um, time went on. Of course, we had to move out of Rochelle's place. I'm back to the car. And I'm like, you know what? I've danced in the rain. I said, but then I started getting frustrated. And the reason why I started getting frustrated is because I've always been, quote, unquote, an achiever. I don't want to say, yeah, an achiever. So like middle school, straight A's, mm-hmm. high school, 3.93, college, magna cum laude. And I'm like, I've applied for 153 jobs and nobody's taken me. Like through this whole period of me being unemployed and un- not having a house. Mm. I was just like, what is happening? And I parked. Well, I didn't park. I was just stopped at a green light and I was not moving. And my mother calls and she's just like, oh, freaking, like, you can't do this to me. You're across the country. And I said, my mind, I said, I don't have the balls to kill myself. I said, so on that note, you can calm down. I said, but what I can tell you in this moment, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm like in tears. She's screaming. I'm screaming. I'm like, I'm just exhausted. I said, I don't see what I did wrong. And in that moment, that's when I just learned that life can just happen. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter anything else. Mm. Things can just happen. And it's going to be up to you to figure out how you're going to respond to it and pick up and move on. And shortly after, thank God, somebody called me to do some PR and marketing work. I had never even worked in the field before, but I said, sure. But had they called me to sweep the floor or paint the wall, I would have done it. I'd have been like, sure, I just need a job. I need to eat. Mm. And from there, I was referred to somebody else, was referred to somebody else, was referred to somebody else. And I looked up, I had like five to seven projects going on. So I got office space. I just lived out the office. And on the bottom floor was LA Fitness. I would just shower there. And security would let me know what was going on. Because on the 19th floor, Steve Harvey had like this happening morning show going on for 100.3 to beat was like the hip hop station in LA back then. And everybody was coming through the door. And security would let me know, oh, my gosh, like Nick Cannon is on 19, go network. And I'd go network. Oh, my gosh, Kanye is on 19. This is when he was still in his right mind. Go network. (laughs) Lord, forgive me. Right. Um, (laughs) But yes. So technically, I just was I was in a position to build a lot of great relationships by just sleeping in that office. And one day the movie coach Carter was coming out and the real coach was on the floor doing business. And he saw me sleeping in there. He said, I'm going to help you out. And I'm like, how? And he said, I'm going to have you help out with my film. And I was just like, okay. So that's when I got exposed to movie studios outsourced for PR and marketing. So I reached out to other studios, other people I knew, and I got a job working on Stomp the Yard. Mm -hmm. And the movie becomes number one, like two weekends in a row. 
So now Walt Disney's calling, Universal's calling, everybody's calling to see who did the campaign. And I ended up building a PR marketing business from ground up. What did you do to build the campaign? One, it was a big education piece because it was on the form of stepping, which is just really popular in the African-American community. So we had to educate the audience and educate the consumers on what the history of this was like, what our pledging process that's non-confidential is like, and um, get people immersed in the culture. So that was like step one. So I even got like a mini video, like a mini doc I did to educate the press. This is what's going on. This is revolutionary. It hasn't taken place on the big screens before. You may want to check this out. So I will definitely say the history piece definitely played a part in educating the press. Outside of that, we did the traditional things we do for a movie. We have a whole domestic campaign, book the talent, like on the talk shows, on the radio shows, the magazines, all of those things. We pick a top 40 markets. And in those 40 markets, we do word of mouth screenings. We set up different events in those markets. We tag onto existing events in those markets that we can set, um, that we can show the trailer, things of that sort. The biggest difference, I will say, with that campaign versus others was definitely the historical aspect. Wow. And it, yeah, that's helpful too because it like serves everything the press needs on a platter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, you may not understand like what's going on here, but like this is X, Y, and Z, everything that you need to know so that they don't need to like do any guessing or like incorrectly. And a lot of times too, I can, you know, like I think culturally, if there's something that people don't understand from a different culture, if someone's white and they're writing about it, if you like explain it to them very clearly so they don't feel like they're going to fuck it up, Uh it's like so much easier. Mm. Yeah, and and even when you can say this is this or this is like this, it always gives people like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. I'm just blown away by that the Coach Carter, right? Was yeah. Was it the actual Coach Carter? Yeah. Like, I'm blown away that, like, yeah. what was it about that interaction that he was like, yeah, I want to put you in charge of this? Like, I mean, I know from meeting you immediately, but oh, I'm just saying... thank in, you. No, for real. But, like, what what was it about that? Like, he sees you sleeping in the office. And also just your ability to, like... It's not like chameleon into any situation, but it's like just to be yeah. in the situation without being... Because I, I can think of like situations I've been where I'm like, I fight it. I'm like, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? Where you just slept in the office because that's what you had to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you knew it wasn't going to be forever. But... I did. I knew it wasn't going to be forever. And even when he met me, he was so concerned. And I was just like, oh, I'm fine. And he was just like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm building an empire. <laughs> There we go. So in my mind, the whole time while I was there, I was just focused on the end result. I was just like, oh, I'm building an empire. And that's what was just, I said, the people in the street at that time, looking back, they probably thought I was crazy. But that was my answer. Anytime anybody asked what was going on or what are you doing? I'm like, I'm building an empire. So I was definitely focused on the big picture. Wow. Whoa. What was your like faith journey like too? So like... Was there ever a time like where you like during Question this? God or yeah. doubt of God. Yeah. Um, I'm on the opposite. I think that was my time when I got probably really close to God. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. I am a Christian woman and my faith would, it just went skyrocket because I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to put some demands on God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, if I believe in this God and the God that I say that you are, I'm going to have to start putting some demands because mm-hmm. right now the people are not helping. Yes. 
Yeah. So I need you to come through. And honestly, when I had that type of discussion is when I got that call. Mm. I was literally on my knees praying and talking mm. to God and got that call. And I was just like, oh, thank God. You literally. <laughs> You're like, that was quick. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I could have done this all along. I'm like, Erin, what were you thinking? Literally. Isn't it funny when we forget that we can like ask yes. for help to like something so much greater than that? So when, yes. Whenever I tap back in, I'm like, oh, right. And then when I'm out, I'm like, what are you doing? Yes. Yeah. You know? Wow. Okay. So totally. I wanted to ask too, when you talked about, um, so because you, when you visualize, you manifest quickly. Oh yeah. Like how do you keep your conscience clear? Like what do you do to make sure that you're not pulling in things that you don't want? Oh my gosh. I do practice a morning routine, mm -hmm. which is what my new book that's coming out. It's available now for mm -hmm. pre-order. And it's called Fearless Faith Plus Hustle, but just getting your faith in alignment with your hustle. And with that, attribute a lot of that to my morning routine, my clarity, my centeredness, my focus. I don't start the morning off on social media. I don't start the morning off on emails. I don't do any of that. My first hour of my day is with God. And because I have to get that centered. Me getting that centered allows me to just float through the day and whatever happens can just happen. And it doesn't create like this big reaction. And it also helps me control the pace of the day. When you start the day, just going through your emails and things of that nature, you start the day and not being proactive, you're being reactive. Yes. You're responding to everything. You're out of control and you're setting that kind of energy. I'm just very big on energy, but you're setting that kind of energy mm -hmm. and tone. So that's what the universe is going to start to bring you more of that chaos. So I'm very big on that because the realization is if you start your day off like that, you won't get your to-do list done. You won't. You'll go through the whole day just responding, 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 mm. and not doing. Um, so it keeps me pretty clear from a lot of the clutter and any of the chaos is, is my morning routine. Mm. Your conversation with God, is that like meditation or prayer? Okay. So it's... Yeah. Am I allowed to oh. talk about the book? Yeah. It's available on Amazon. It's beautiful. Yes. Fearless Faith Plus Hustle. So pretty much in the book spells out what I kind of like do. Mm. So there's the prayer in the book. There's the message for the day in the book. It's a 21 day journey. There mm. is the declarations that you say in the book. There is your time for your meditation in the book. So yeah, I do it all. Mm. <laughs> I definitely do it all. And then there's an exercise for you to do on different days as well, too. Mm. And then you have an inspirational story of a female entrepreneur that you can choose to read afterwards as well, too. But yeah, I'm meditating. I'm in prayer. Sometimes I go to sleep with meditation music in my mm. ears. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm very aware of how I manifest and, and quickly. So I'm very conscious. <laughs> of like, and when things start to go, go haywire, I see myself just responding wrong or I see my energy shifting. Even my staff, they know they're like, oh, Arian's about to talk about shifting energy right now. I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to shift our energy and we're going to have to get to a space of gratitude. I do gratitude mm. shifts all the time. Mm. If I start feeling crappy or something's happening, mm. I'm like, let me do a gratitude shift. And I just start listing out things that I'm grateful for. 
And I may pick three things that I'm focused on for the day. And they may have to just stay on my phone so that I'm just focused on those things. Mm. But I definitely do gratitude shifts. Honestly, my experience in L.A., when the story of all what you have heard, that set the groundwork for who I've evolved to be. As far as like you're hearing this morning routine, these things, all of that, it definitely set the groundwork. Because I saw things happening at a very quick rate, even my vision board. I put everybody I wanted to work with and it honestly scared me. I put that one up because every person I put on there, literally I closed the deal. with. It was just like, Doop. and it was happening so quick to where I was just like, okay, Arian, think now before you put anything else on this board, because you mm-hmm. see what is happening wow. in your life. Yeah. So I definitely attribute a lot of that to getting that type of just foundation. Mm. Wow. It's incredible. So Have the people in your life that are close to you, whether it's family or friends from early on, kind of what is what has been like them witnessing your evolving? Like, has that been easy or sometimes when people evolve so quickly and they bring in things so quickly, some people don't know how to metabolize it and take it in. That is true. Um, Everybody has had their own journey, Mm -hmm. but they've evolved as well, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They've evolved as well, too. My siblings have. Um, I've got to watch them just evolve as well, too. Mm. And I think I think that is beautiful. I de- even my parents. Wow. Even my mom is remarried and my my biological mother and father, like I say, they divorced, but I've even seen evolution in them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I say we all probably just evolved. Yeah, I'll definitely say we all evolved. So that that is great. My friends have always been like supportive. My girlfriends I grew up with, my girlfriends from college, mm. my girlfriends I've gained along the way, and even my guy friends, everybody's always been rather supportive. Mm. For um, women too, or like people that are listening, what would be some advice you would give to them? Like when you're having those interactions with like Usher and like Coach Carter in the elevator and stuff. Like, how do you maintain these like relationships with people that are very high profile, very busy? And how do you sort of get them to like do these nice things for you or like be on your <laughs> team? You know, one, I'm authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, who you're seeing in here is who I am to anybody that's high profile. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just me, mm-hmm. and I've I've never tried to be anything but that. You know, because after a certain time. If you're putting on an act that's going to reveal and then they're not going to like whoever you were you were then. So I would definitely say authenticity mm-hmm. is one. Another thing I would say I do think that attracts a lot of what you're talking about is I haven't forgotten like the child in me. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when you observe a child who's aged like one to four, you see that they are fearless. You see that they're bold. You see that they're willing to be confident and approach something without consequence. Mm. I was posed that question by June Ambrose. She's a costume, wardrobe, stylist, designer, et cetera. And she's saying, what is that light that's in you, though? She was just on tour with um, Beyonce for On The Run. And I said, oh, I know what you keep asking now. Because at first she was like, no, I'm serious. There's something in you. And I'm like, what is she talking about? And I said, oh, I've never lost the child in me. Mm. The one that loves to be curious, the one that loves to explore. Like, I make sure that I tap into that. I was just having a conversation with my girlfriend, Sophia, and she said, 
She was like, oh gosh, Arian, we were talking about a task, like taking on a certain project. She was like, oh gosh, I know that takes so much work. And my response to her was, I said, you know what? I love that I have some level of naivete about it. Like some level of naiveness does help you out because the second people start projecting their fears onto you, you start digesting that as your reality. And in the and for real, it's actually their reality. <laughs> but the second they now want to transfer that energy onto you, it's now your reality. So I had no clue when I was working on films at the age of 23, 24, that these opportunities were far and few between. I didn't know. And it was good that I didn't know because if somebody told me, oh, you can't do that. First of all, you need to be much older. You need to have more experience. Mm. I didn't have any of that come my way. So that was the beauty in that. So that also probably attributes to speaking to the high profile people. I've never stopped to think, oh, you're famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never I never had that interaction. I've actually been around celebrities, I would say, since I was a kid. Mm. Um, here and there and seeing high, different high profile people come in and out of my parents' lives. Yeah. So I've seen, I've definitely have seen it, but I definitely say I'm always authentic and I've never lost like the child in me. Mm. Can I tell a small story? Yeah. yeah. So like my, I call him my nephew, but this is my best friend's youngest son. His name is Carter. He's mm-hmm. only four. Mm-hmm. And the other day, everybody was out to eat at a tavern and they had a live band. And he just walks up to the band and he says, can I do the next number? <laughs> oh, my God. And he gets uh-huh. up there and he sings this he song. He called it a number. <laughs> yes. And then the band says, and next up, Carter Owens. <laughs> and so his grandma looks like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so then she tells her daughter, hey, Kelly, you need to tape this. This is something that's happening. And he got up there and he sang and he was just so excited about it. And I said, this is exactly why he's going to go far in life. Mm. I said, because nobody told him he couldn't. Yes. And he believes that he can. Yes. So whatever that is between that age of one to four, just try to tap back into those. Because it's still in you. You just have to go and explore it. But it's still in you. And also Mm. as a parent, too, that's a great reminder. You know, like if your kids are you know, expressing themselves in ways that maybe you're not used to or that freak you out or whatever. It's just like, let them be like their instincts as like this bright soul that just popped into the world quite recently. Like, let them follow that. Like, I love... No, completely. Because the other day he was on the phone and his mother said, Carter, who are you talking to? He said, the Netflix help desk. (laughs) She said, said, you should not be on the phone. I said, Kelly, before you get upset, just ask him why. Because mm-hmm. that's what, where I was curious. <laughs> I was like, why? And he said, because Netflix stopped working. Such a good idea. I said, so he actually problem solved this correctly, Kelly. So you may not want to. <laughs> Yo, just 100%. Fuss at him. So his dad, though, because she's married, his dad was just like, oh gosh, Carter, you can't be talking to strangers. And he said, well, it stopped working. And there is something on the screen that says H E L P, help. <laughs> I loved it. I oh loved it. My I loved it. I love him. <laughs> oh, no. He's like my psychic. He has to come with me so much. Like, I, she has two kids. The other one is just more reserved. He's still genius, too. Mm-hmm. Very, like, straight-A student. But Carter has, like, that bold personality. Like, I wish you would. <laughs> Yo, I love the problem-solving on his own. 
That shit is like. I thought that was so dope. Yo, 100%. Yeah. Because like, I don't want my kid to be like, mom, the TV's not working. Like, if my kid calls fucking Netflix on their own and I will takes be, initiative, my job's done. Takes Completely. initiative, problem solving, solution oriented. Yeah, I got over there with Hi, This working. is Carter Owen. I'm experiencing. <laughs> He's I'm like, I'm in the fourth grade Miss uh, Petrie's class. I'm experiencing some difficulty yeah, watching literally. Teletubbies right now. Yeah, Whatever they watch these days, not Teletubbies. Fuck. That is crazy. It is. But did your, so did right. your parents do that for you then? Did like, my parents do that for me? My father wrote down all that kind of stuff like Carter did. Yeah. I was taught, I called him about Carter the other day. I said, Dad, you've got to hear these stories. And he loved it. And he said, Well, you know, you were like that. I said, I know. So when I turned 35, my father gifted me because he journaled it. He gifted me a book that had all the things that I said and did at like three and four and five. Oh, and they were hilarious. That is such a good idea. They were definitely hilarious. Dude. What so were he, some things? Do you oh, remember? Oh, no, you don't want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> like, please don't ask. <laughs> yeah, like Carter. <laughs> no, he's had some inappropriate moments. I will say totally. that. But I was like, oh, God, did, did I really do this? Did I really say this? Yes. And he was just like, uh, yeah, he oh. totally did. My God, dude. Because all the ones that are coming to mind are so not appropriate right now. That's why I'm like, oh gosh, can you think of Aaron? Yeah, think literally. Of one that's appropriate. I read I'm a like, book when I was little. Um, My mom has like a few of those. And in it, I was like talking about aliens. Like I was like, oh, you know, well, aliens are real. So they might come back. And like, literally it was like, and I was like, it was like very emotional. Like mm-hmm. it was very like mm. deep and emotional. And I was honestly like eight. I'm like, yo, little emo alien baby. I'm like, I was in Ohio because I grew up in Ohio. And I'm like, I just thought it was so weird. I'm like, oh, it, it has been me the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, because oh, yeah. I'm so in this time, in this moment, that it's hard to see myself as me then. But I was like, oh, I have been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Been like curious or been like oh, whatever. Yeah. Completely. But I love him. Do you remember like when you were like out of the office and you got an apartment? Were you like fucking flying high? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to throw a party. Oh, I, I would have. <laughs> I was so excited. I wish I remembered that address. It was in North Hollywood. I mm. can't remember the address. I was so excited. I had 900 square, square feet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> How many bedrooms? Wow. And a studio. It was like a loft. It was up down, but oh, it was nice. one bedroom. And I was, yeah, I was ecstatic. Oh, I was definitely ecstatic. Yeah. I was telling everybody, come stay with me. Come stay with me. Oh. I have a place. Anybody who can come stay with me. <laughs> when, when on welfare, did you realize anything about the welfare system? Like, did you learn anything about that system that you were like? Um, no, I've probably from observation and just yeah, yeah. knowing how that whole system works and can stifle situations. I know what that is, but I went into it with a very temporary mindset. Yeah. I was like, I just got to get in and get out. I was like, okay, you come up and um, back then in California, I'm not sure what the process is now, but they give you, um, you know, they give you general relief. They give you $250. I have no clue what the process is. Thank God. Yeah. I don't know what that process is like anymore. Um, But it was just an Mm in-between. I was like, I just got to get in, get out and be done with this. Mm. Damn. Wow. And then how, what was the point at which you went from being in PR and marketing and then kind of went off on your own and now, you know, helping, helping people, you know, 
Yeah, because we got to continue the story. Usually I tell tell this story. I keep going. (laughs) Um, So through working in PR and marketing for a good duration, I will say from 04 to... Yeah, 2010. That's when I started Fearless. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Fearless was just a magazine. And we've had cover girls from like Khloe Kardashian to Lala Anthony to Kelly Rowland, you name it. And over time, the print industry took a shift. And I was like, we're not printing anymore. This is just too expensive for the return. Yeah. So I was like, but we have all these people here that keep wanting Fearless. I was like, what are we doing with all these people? Because I was nationally and internationally distributed. Every Barnes & Noble's borders. Like, I mean, it was ridiculous. So I was like, what are we doing with all these people in this big email list? (laughs) And so I just started having events and having fearless discussions. And that's when I noticed, oh, I have a community of people who are Mm -hmm. hungry for my content. So it's just evolved. And then it became a conference. We had our first conference last year. Now we've had a second conference this year. And we have a third conference next year. Um, And we do about five to seven activations under the brand a year, major activations. So that's pretty much, it just took its own organic evolution. Mm-hmm. It was so not planned. Could you visualize any of that? Like, because at this, you, I mean, you visualize so much. So how did that come about? Mm-hmm. Like some of it I didn't, I forgot. When I did the conference, <laughs> um, I didn't realize until I like went back and like on my old computer, I was like, oh, I saw this in 2011. No way. <laughs> I was like, okay, I just totally forgot. Yeah. But, but yeah, most definitely. How many people on your team? Uh, on the team, five to seven, just wow. depending. And then we yes. outsource a lot. Yeah. Great. Wow. What's it like with a team, like being a manager and like... Oh my gosh. I can't say that I manage people. Siobhan, who you yeah. spoke to today, she manages people. Shout out, Siobhan. Cracking up. No, I'm serious. <laughs> She's better at that because honestly, I'm such a visionary and I have to know where my strengths lie and employ my weaknesses. I'm such a visionary and I'm very big picture that managing people is just somebody else's strong set. Mm. And I'm just going to let that be theirs. So the CEO role role for any woman in business or any business in general, going from like startup to growing, to growing, to growing, you start to learn that you, it changes. And you went from basically if you had a product, developing a product to now you're managing people. And for some people, they'll even step down and hire a CEO because when they realize that that role has kind of changed, they're kind of like, mm, I'll hire somebody to do this because I want to keep the fun still in this that mm-hmm. I like. Right. Um, so for the most part, I'm definitely more so a visionary, still a leader, but more so a visionary. And Siobhan manages people. Mm, <laughs> that is genius. I love that. Employing, what did you say? Employing your weakness? Well, yeah. You have wow. to focus on your strengths and employ your weaknesses. Yeah, I wow. love that. Um, what do you have coming up that you're excited about? Ah, my book. Oh, yes. what else is coming up that I'm excited so what, about? So what can people expect from your book? 21 Days. It's 21 Day Devotional Journey. It's catered to the female entrepreneur. Right now, entrepreneurship is at an all-time high for women. And I'm like, oh, I don't think everybody knows what they're walking into. Mm. And because I've been at it now for over 17 years since I was, you know, in college, I'm like, wait a minute, this comes with a lot. And just let me help you get centered so that you can handle every single thing Mm -hmm. that's going to come at you as an entrepreneur for the day. Because I want you to stay with this thing. Because if you stay with it, you will succeed. But I just want you to have some tools and some foundation in place in order to get that done. Um, So, yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. It's coming out on my birthday. Wow. January 4th, which was not planned. It just so happened that that was the first available date 
that the mall had after the holidays for me to do this big launch in the mall. So I was just like, that's my birthday, though. And I was like, you know what? I told Lakeisha, I said, she booked it. I said, you know what? Just keep it. We're going to go through it and we're going to have it on my birthday. We're just going to have a party and just make it work. Our activations for Fearless, of course, I'm always looking forward to those, though. That's our conference. Yeah. Our Fearless Moguls event. We just had one at the Spanx headquarters at Sarah Blakely's office. That was amazing that you did that. Oh, my gosh. I saw that. I was like, dude, you fucking Totally awesome. It was everything. Yeah. The business trainings. We had business trainings there. So Coke was a sponsor and the CMO of Venture and Emerging Brands. She taught the ladies how to set up your company to be acquired by Coke. So I'm talking very rich, high-level content. Um, the COO of Spank spoke as well, too, on product development and retail distribution. So, wow. I'm yeah, very much next-level education, billion-dollar companies sitting in their top execs to truly educate on how to run business. It was awesome. And afterwards, we had a pitch competition. And in it, cool. we, yes, we had a pitch competition. I'm very, now that I'm in this whole business investing phase and investing in women of color, because it's just so underserved as far as funding and VC funds are concerned. And I'm having a great time just exploring the opportunities. There's so many opportunities there. So like even today, before I got here, I'm like, oh gosh, we got to reach out to these people. We need to raise some cash, raise some cash. I'm like in this fundraising mode because I just see so much that can be funded and just, you know, be great things to put in the universe. I'm like, oh, this is dope. This Mm -hmm. is dope. I'm like, hey, get some more help, you guys. So yeah, Mm. I'm having a great time. That's, I will say, a new challenge that I took on this year was starting a fund. And I'm just like, whoa, did I really do this? Am I really in this thing right now? that's crazy. So I'm I'm excited about that. I'm very much excited about that. Does the fund have a name? Yes, it does. Is it Fearless Fund? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny you said that because one of our advisors is like, you're changing it to Fearless Fund. That's the only reason why I didn't say anything just now. Oh, okay. You don't have to say it. And I'll say it's Collective Women of Color Fund, but when you said it's a Fearless Fund. I love that too. Everybody's been trying to lean towards the Fearless Fund. I just thought that because Fearless, you know. But not even that. Collective Women of Color, that's cool. It's just so many words. So that was like the concern. Yeah. And they thought Fearless Fund was more direct and Rodney on our board was, and he's, done so many rounds of funding and runs a fund himself. So he was just like, I'm trying to tell you what works. So, hey, I'm fine either way. We got it. (laughs) (laughs) We got it, Rod. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited about just investing in business in general. You know, so business, investing in businesses is Mm. new for me. And I'm excited about that, the book and our activation. What about the businesses? So like if there are women of color that are listening, like where can they get on your radar? And like, you know what? For now, even just email me, info mm. at ariansimone.com. Just awesome. email me, info at ariansimone.com. But definitely send your decks and your information. We had over 2,900 people come to our application process. Wow. Bumble was a partner with us on the event. Mm-hmm. So they had it on Bumble Biz and they pushed it out. And it was only their second time doing a promotion on their app, which was us. The first one was Chris Jenner's. And they're like, Arian, this is our second time doing a promotion like this on our app for people to apply. So yeah, we had like 2,900 people come to the application process. From there, we narrowed it down to like 400 something. From there, we had about 200 come pitch live. Wow. Yes, I know. Did someone win? Three people won. Oh, really? (laughs) Cool. Three people won. The first company that won was Ellis Island Tea. 
And her product was amazing. She is the first African-American woman to have a beverage production facility that wow. she owns. So, yeah, they're in there making it, brewing it. That's everything. perfect for Coca-Cola. Yeah, I know. So here at Coke, yeah, we're positioning her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> She's already, she already has like major distribution, Whole Foods, Sam's Clubs. Wow. Um, she's t- Forbes top 30 under 30. Yes. 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 Naila Ellis Brown. She's been doing very um, good. Mm. So she was definitely our first place. Then our second place um, is Actively. It's an app. She's based out of Atlanta. Mm. Latina girl, Stephanie Jewett. And she was just like, her pitch was awesome. Mm. It's like Bumble, but for platonic relationships to go work out. Mm. So if you're looking for a yoga buddy, Mm. if you're looking for a buddy to go work out and you're Mm. like, okay, I'm not over here on an app trying to date anybody, but I just really want to just hang, work out, have a platonic friendship. And she's had over 40,000, probably I think it's like 45,000 matches. And she just started. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And she has like a white, she had like five different revenue stream options and a white label option with her app or say if CNN wanted to do a CNN and actively where the employees can pair up um, in, amongst the, like in the company oh, to wow. go work out with each other. So I was very impressed with her. Well, we all were, all the judges. And our third one, I think you guys are going to love, Reset. They took restaurants that don't open until 5 o'clock and turned them into co-working spaces. I know. <laughs> Look at Krista's face. Oh, that's fuck Genius. Right. Genius. I was like... Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Truly. Yeah, you're like, hold on <clears throat> a second. <laughs> <laughs> but what I loved about it was that it was low overhead, of course. This is a negotiation. And you're helping the restaurant industry tremendously because it's such a risky business. Yeah. And such a risky industry. And it's like, wait a minute, you're bringing them this type of cash during a time when they wouldn't be open. And they're loving it because the way their business model is set up, they send the host during that time. So they don't have to employ anybody to watch the space. I mean, they're out of Austin, Texas. I love them. So I'm excited about them as well, too. There's other people who did not place that. Honestly, we're keeping on our radar strongly because the competition was only for $100,000 in that moment. But I'm like, we have a full fund, so we have to figure out other people to invest in. So there's a lot of great companies that were out there that presented, that submitted their applications Etc. Just going to take some time to feel through and do due diligence, but we're we're excited. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that your conference is in Detroit too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you're going to love that because I may move it to Atlanta. Really? Yes. I love either. You said I love either. The I only reason either. why it's been so quiet and it's my hometown, but I should say this. We're still going to put an event in Detroit. So if we do move yeah. it to Atlanta, we're still putting an event yeah. in Detroit though. Either. But I yeah. just saw that. I'm like, being from the Midwest, too, I have family, oh, yeah. I have family there, and I'm like, oh, that's so dope. Like, I would, I would never do. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to do one in our hometown. It's funny because I saw, I was like, oh, that's dope. I would never do one in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> but Atlanta, what's your hometown in Ohio? Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like suburb outside. But yeah, I just thought that was amazing. You are a serious like inspiration yeah so oh, many people yeah true. man it's crazy yeah the empire you, is you like, don't even blink as you build yeah You're just like, oh, thank you next thing you know like it's really and you do so with grace and oh, you empower you. other people at the same time so it's like there's like this equal energy exchange in your business so it's not just like take 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 it's oh, just no. this give and take like that's probably even more giving but i just i'm in awe yeah, you have to think about service. I 
was in survival mode in like my early 20s. Mm. And then I would say I went to success mode and then I'm now in a place of significance mode mm. to where it needs to leave an impact, needs to leave a legacy and it needs to leave a lasting impression. There you go. I'm leaving. That was our, that, that was our opening quote, honey. Okay, where do people where can people connect with you and learn more? They can connect with me um, on social media. I'm at Arian Simone, and from there it probably has like all my other handles. But I'm at Arian Simone, at Fearless Mag, at Fearless Faith Hustle, at Arian Simone Collection. But I'm at Arian Simone on everything on social media. Um, ArianSimone.com as well, and my email is info at Arian Simone. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we will see you later. We are so excited to introduce you to her if you do not know her already. And make sure to buy the book. Yeah. It's coming out soon. January 4th. You can pre-order it on Amazon and we will see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye. Woo! Yeah. You can grab Fearless, Faith and Hustle. Wow. Books are sold. So good. Thank you, Arian. Yes. And you can connect with Arian on Instagram. She is Arian Simone on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Review of the week. Review of the week. Sets my soul on fire. This podcast is by far the best podcast I've ever listened to. I spent a large portion of my time commuting to school and work and the Almost 30 podcast is my go-to. Not only are Krista and Lindsay the most beautiful boss babes I've ever met, they are also so much more than that. They are authentic, genuine, kind, and courageous. I couldn't think of better humans to bring such incredibly empowering and inspiring content to our ears. Their voices never get tiring to listen to. They're hilarious and witty and their guests continue to blow my mind. This podcast truly sets my soul on fire. This is from, oh, it says Project Inside Out from Canada. Oh, well, we met them. Project Inside Out? Yeah, we met them the at journal. the event, the journal. Oh yeah, journal. Oh my God, we love yeah. it. Yeah. Guys, check out Project Inside Out um, on Instagram. This journal is really incredible, very thoughtful. And they started it um, after listening to the podcast. I don't, you know, it's just something in there inspired them and they had the courage um, and the drive to get this done. And it's beautiful. Your journals rock. Yeah. Rock. We'll share it in the group. We'll link it here. And then we're going to do a collab with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Stay excited. Tuned. We're so proud of you guys. Everything that you're doing. The journal was insane. So yeah. thank you so much for writing a review and just kind of giving a little love note. We really, really appreciate it. It means, you know, a lot. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. As always, we will uh, see you every Tuesday and Thursday for new episodes. Yeah. And in the interim, you can follow us on Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram. I am at 100blog, H-U-N-D-R-E-D blog. Lindsay is at Linz E. Simsic. <laughs> Lynn's E L I N D S E Y S I M C A K. All right. All right, guys. Love you. See you soon. See ya. Bye bye. Bye.